0: Now here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. For my newly garnished Tim Talks
1: cup. Wow, it looks impressive.
0: Impressive. Looks good, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's just one mode that we have. The outside looks good. Yeah, the the outside, the inside, the the inside inside
1: is nasty.
0: No, no. It looks deliciously fine. <laughs> so good. Mm. When the outside matches the inside. The inside
1: mm. of my yeti looks about the same, but it is yes. completely different.
0: Yes. Yes. Just like you and I. We look completely <laughs> different. On the inside. <laughs> on the inside. And on the outside. <laughs> so I want to thank my sister who did some um uh what do you call that? Um What's that little, the cricket, little cricket thing she's got. Oh, awesome. So she did me some decals and then um, we're going to get some laser ones done. So they're in there permanently. I don't know how this is going to hold up in the dishwasher and all that kind of stuff, right. but it looks pretty good right now. So I will post a picture on my Instagram uh, so people can see that. So if you look today on Instagram, you will see it. Tim Talks Cup. And uh, we I've got a shout out that I'm going to do on Friday to somebody who was very kind and uh, has offered to do some stuff for us. So I'll do that on Friday. But today I want to give a shout out to Randy Hughes, who is a longtime member of the Bible Baptist Church here in St. Thomas. He's a dear friend, a sweet young couple. I absolutely love their family. He and Brittany and their children, just great, great family. And uh, he heard me talking about Tim Hortons, and he listens all the time and talking about stuff. And, and he sent me a gift card, a Tim Hortons gift card. So we're going to be together uh next week and so i'm gonna take you for coffee or a tea or milk or water whatever you want uh on randy hughes so randy thank you for that that was awesome yes thank you very very kind and uh yeah so that was really nice so it's nice when people do those kind of things and so we'll do that and celebrate tim talks the greatest podcast of all time
1: that's awesome well i want to welcome our wives to the program oh wait a second
0: yeah no they left us they're not here no, no, they're not here. They had enough of it. They're far, far away. <laughs> those women are hilarious. Oh, oh hey, that goodness. was fun. I mean, it that always was is fun. fun. I know. We got to forget trying to get serious with those girls and just have the fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's way more fun. <laughs> Dr. Doug McLean from here in Hamilton, Ontario, I contacted him the other day and he said, my wife and I are traveling through the States and we've been listening to Tim talks and he goes, we've really enjoyed the ladies. We really enjoyed yes, the ladies awesome. being on. I said, well, that's what everybody says. That's, that's exactly right. Says. We can't yeah.
1: have them on more because they'll take yeah. over and we'll be nothing. Well.
0: We'll have nothing to our, look forward to. It's pretty much our lives right now.
1: Well, <laughs> this is pretty <laughs> discouraging. This is all I have to look forward to anyway.
0: I know. <laughs> but then I wouldn't this even is, have this. This is the only thing we can do by ourselves without them. (laughs) (laughs) We're not allowed to stray away. Yeah,
1: even when we're behind the pulpit, they're pulling the strings.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Keep it down. Keep it down. Ruthie's coming down the hall. She doesn't know I'm in here. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) That was great. Great week. So thank you, ladies. We love having you on. We'll get them back on again real soon. Yeah, it definitely is. They're always nervous about
1: doing it, and then they shine. Uh, Man. I know.
0: I know. They come with their little shells, and boom, they are all over it. So good job. Good job. Well, uh, I got another email from uh, Jonathan Lee, who you'll remember is the young man who got me another Tim Hortons cup. Yep. Yeah, Uh, with my picture on it, too and uh, sent a great email, and uh, he said this. Let me bring it up here. I can get it up here. Let's see. Okay. It's not coming up on my computer, but it said something to this effect. What do you think about young men going into the ministry becoming bivocational because uh, our churches are a little smaller in some places. In some regions, it's a little harder to get one started. Is it better for a young man to be bivocational? Should he learn a vac a vi vacation. Should he learn a vacation? <laughs> <learned> a, vacation. <laughs> a vocation uh before he enters the ministry. What are your thoughts yeah, on that?
1: Yeah, I think he, he leaned the question a little bit more. It sounded like, if I remember right, that he was asking should he learn a career before he goes to Bible college?
0: And yeah. so that's here uh, it is. Yeah, here it is. I've got the email came out. He says, I'm trying to figure out where to go with my future. I've got the general direction, but I got a question. What are your thoughts and Brother Wolven's as to um, getting a trade before going to Bible college? Yeah. I've had people recommend both ways to me, and so I'm just getting some opinions. So that's the question. What do you think?
1: Well, I give the quick answer first, and then we can talk about it a long time. Sure. But. the, the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Mm-hmm. And so when the Lord leads and opens up a door or calls, you just answer. And you don't have to have everything all figured out already. Mm-hmm. You just answer. I, I think that there is a immediacy in answering. Now, obviously, I was 13 years old and I was called to preach. I didn't quit junior high <laughs> and, uh, yeah. you know, just go right to Bible college or something. So there is the preparation, of course, but but I believe it's the immediacy. You know, if you're called to preach, go train to preach because that will and should always be primary.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only hesitation I have is I know that once you start making money— um, it's hard to leave that, especially if you if you have a good job that you love it 's hard to leave that and then maybe pursue ministry um, on the other hand, like you say if it 's the call of god it 's the call of God, and yeah. you can't escape that so that's you know I see both sides there. I am leaning more and more towards a man having somewhat of a career or some not a career but a um, you know an occupation that they can do. While they start out in the ministry i don't think that's a bad idea plus i don't think it's a bad idea to get some money aside you know so that when you 're done Bible college you have some money if you can if you can do both it's hard for a young person to do that but I can see where that would be beneficial as well it's it's a, it's a great question it's, it's a tricky one to answer because there's no one set answer but right that's right that's, that, that's I
1: exactly have. right it's whatever God is leading you to do I, I was so burdened about Getting into the ministry or, you know, fulfilling the call to preach that I just had to go. I I wouldn't have even – if somebody had offered to pay me to go through some kind of trade school first, I I wouldn't have hesitated. I would have gone just straight to Bible college anyway because that burden was there. That call was there. Just, you know, that urgency and immediacy was there that I just had to do it. And so if somebody's called and you know that's what God wants you to do, you go and do it. And and the the trade and and you know, trying to save money up as much as you can, oh yeah, be wise, be sensible, but you know, it's got to always be and stay in my opinion, first things first. And God has say, to be
0: first. Yeah, I I thinking on this, I thought this I started working when I was about 12 years old. Uh, I mean, I wasn't working in a factory or anything. I was right. doing odd jobs, paper yeah. routes, all that kind of stuff. I was working on a farm. I, That's I think, the interesting
1: thing. We have paper routes. Yes. We didn't have paper routes.
0: Yeah. So. Well, it's it's well grounded in the root. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. So... um I, I started working very early and I had all kinds of jobs mm-hmm. before I ever thought of college or thought about what I was going to do with college. And I'm so glad I did. I'm glad my parents made me do that because I can tell you that since I was about 12 years of age, I, I've had like three weeks of my life where I haven't done some kind of work. And it might have been part-time, it might have been on Saturdays, whatever. But I did something. I washed windows, I sold shoes, I was a stockroom boy, I sold hardware, I worked in a bakery, I've worked in a gas station, I helped my dad welding, doing pre-cast steps, I've done construction work, I've done. I worked in a factory, I've done so many things. And so for me, as, as a young man going into the ministry, for me to get a job was not a hard thing. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, wasn't out of the realm of reality for me um, because I'd always done that. And I would say to Jonathan, if you're thinking about it right now, and I think he's probably 15, 16, you're almost too late. Um, but I would start right now. I'd find some work right now. Find, find something that you think you could do as a pastor and start working in that field now, if at all possible, if you can find somebody that will help you with that. And there are some that would hesitate because of your age or experience. But if you could find somebody say, hey, I just want to I want to learn a trade. Right. Help me. Let, let me be your go boy. And I'll, I'll get the tools out of the truck and run them to the basement for you. Just let me do that. I think that's a great idea to start very early to do that. Well,
1: and then if you show yourself that you're a hard worker, the potential of having a decent job during the summers to help you through college is a exactly. lot. You know, I know exactly. a lot of guys that – Uh, either somebody in the church or maybe a family member you know either they were you know in uh, pouring concrete or some kind of construction some kind of a uh, trade skill like that and so Mm -hmm. they they were doing that you know when they had weekends or some evenings and things as they were getting through the end end of high school and so then Some of those guys, they made good enough money to where they almost didn't need to work through the college year because they made so much during the summer because of, you know, the trade itself and things. And, of course, by then they had had two, three years experience, now not 40 hours a week experience, but good enough to where nobody had to retrain them and reteach them. And, you know, they were a hard worker and industrious Mm -hmm. and so – yeah, I mean, there it can only help you. But I would not say go ahead and start that before you go to college, because and and again, this is general, but because you, you need to make that first thing first. And and if mm-hmm. God's called you, He will provide. Now we we do get odd jobs and things like that when you were working at Cleveland. You still, you know, worked at a radio mm-hmm. station, did different things. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're working, you know, full time at the school and full time at the church and then also working some other ways to try to, you know, make a little bit of money because we didn't make very much, you know.
0: Right, right. And, and also it was experience. Every yes. job I took, I thought, lent to my experience as a yeah. pastor working in retail oh my goodness, you learn to communicate with people. You learn to sell. You learn to sell yourself. And that that's invaluable. I, I would recommend everybody that's thinking of ministry get into a retail position. Now, the hard part with that is most of the time they want you to work Sundays. And fortunately, when I was a kid, stores closed on Sundays. So I didn't have to worry about that. As I got a little bit older, then they began to open and that became a problem. So I got out of retail and I went into something else but i 've worked physically hard i've worked mentally hard um, and both of those allowed me as a pastor to understand how my people feel when they come to church and what they 're dealing with working in a factory mm-hmm. i worked for uh, I worked for six ladies on an assembly line. Oh my goodness, what an experience that was Unsaved ladies. I never knew ladies could talk that way I guess <laughs> ladies don 't women do ladies don 't um, i didn 't know they would discuss the things they discussed, and it really was an eye opener for me and allowed me to see outside of Christianity because yes. I was pretty cloistered as a yep. kid right you you don 't you don 't see and hear that stuff as a kid, maybe today you do not then. But uh, it really was an eye-opener and really allowed me to become more effective in understanding the unsaved world and their needs by working in that setting.
1: Yeah, so here we are. We're, we're talking about the same thing. You and I have done the same types of thing but still completely different, uh, you know, in a real great degree. And what I'm saying is you got to follow the will of God. And if you know you're called to preach, that's the priority. There's all kinds of other things to do. Like, for example, I made our sons work for a year after high school before they went to college. You know, first of all, because we just didn't have the money to help them. And they needed to get a little bit more solid and, uh, you know, financially settled before they went. And then also, you know, the aspect of they they were a little bit more... Eager to do to do their uh, you know studies because they didn't necessarily want to keep doing what they had been doing so but that's what I saw that I thought our sons needed you know at the time uh, yeah. and and so you know there's always going to be you know specifics and particulars but you know, the principle is man you got to keep that first thing first you start yeah. something else if you know you're called to breach. And you have that opportunity to pursue that, and you don't, and you begin something else because you're trying to figure something else out instead of following God, then, Hmm. you know, you're really going to harm yourself, I think.
0: Right. I, I think a great study for Jonathan and other young men, David. David was a shepherd. He is anointed as king. And what does he do? He goes back to being a shepherd until that time when God. Lifted him to that appointment. Um, he he goes in and becomes uh, an instrumentalist for Saul. He he goes into the king's court and there he learns what it is to be a king and what that daily routine is and some of the pressures of that job. And so I would say that if God's called you as a young man, do what you do as a young man. You know, follow that course, knowing that God's called you. You never forget that, but you work towards that, and that is the ultimate. Once that changes, if if you lose sight of that, you become a Saul. Saul was called as king and, and lost sight of what that meant, you know, for him and for the kingdom of Israel. And when he did, God had to replace him. And I think that's what happens sometimes with young men as they get, you know, into that workforce, they do start making money and pretty soon they are, you know, drawn away from the things of the Lord. So you gotta be careful of that.
1: Yeah. So if you wanna use David as an example. Psalm 78, verse 70, He chose David also his servant and took him from the sheepfolds. From following the ewes, great with young, he brought him to feed Jacob his people and Israel his inheritance. So he fed them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. I mean, that that's the qualification that God was looking for was right. not a mighty man of valor he was was not a man experienced in battle he was uh, but what god was looking for is someone who knew how to take care of the the sheep when they're ready to give birth and right. to be careful with them and make sure that they stayed healthy and so that he said that's the kind of person that i want who who is skillful at that and has the kind of heart that uh, he's got integrity so it wasn't the qualifications of all the things he'd want up doing it's what he right. was and uh-huh. and so obviously if god's called you to preach then the the apostle paul said he th- thanked the lord that god considered him faithful and put him in the ministry and so it's not yeah. our assessment of ourselves it's what god knows about us and especially in the future
0: right and and if you look at david's life you can see that in his role as king everything he learned as a shepherd became a help to him as king um he had to fight a lion and a bear just as you said he he becomes a great warrior He, he knows what it is to be afraid and how to overcome that but at the same time there were times where he really struggled he laid on his bed at night crying um, people wanted to kill him. He struggled with that. He had to encourage himself in the Lord. And so I, th- I think that having a job, getting some kind of employment before you go to Bible college, can be a great way for God to begin to mold you into the person that he wants you to be for that ministry. And it was funny, the work that I did as a kid really prepared me for the town that I'm in. Uh, this city of St. Thomas, which is growing by leaps and bounds. um, I understood the retail aspect of our town, but I also understood, and this is a huge factory town, a lot of production goes on here. I understood that, and God prepared me. If I hadn't had that, I would have really struggled. I I think I would have really had a hard time because the mentality of a factory worker is not the same of as those in the retail world or a doctor or a lawyer or, you know, white collar business. Yep. White collar. Exactly. So that blue collar. And I, I wanted to go to Toronto. I wanted to have a white collar church, but I ended up in a blue collar town because that's what I was raised. And that's what I learned. And that's what God put me. And by the grace of God, you know, we are able to do something here. So.
1: So specifically for this young man in this situation, and not speaking in generalities, you know, I would, I would encourage him to go to Bible college as soon as he can. And, mm-hmm. of course, that may be, you know, I had our son wait a year. but But regardless, to go as soon as he can and to pray about the Lord opening up doors now for him to be able to get some finances set aside or experience right. because God knows the future. And, you know, a young man that may be proficient in maybe some design work or, uh, you know, some kind of, uh, uh, you know, computer skills that he could have. And, you know, so many people work from home. I mean, it's mm-hmm. really amazing. On Wednesday night, uh, we were losing some graduates and so our, our promotion is just coming Wednesday. And so uh, I had them give a little bit of a testimony and what they're planning on doing. And the one, young, one of our young ladies, you know, was planning to go to Pensacola Christian College and take up radiology. She wants to yeah. go through pre-med and take up radiology. Mm-hmm. And she said the reason why is she knows some radiologists here that work from home. And she said that one day the Lord blesses and she has a family of her own. She wants to prioritize being with her children more than working her job. And if she can work from home and do a lot of that uh, radiology work – you know, because most of it is not necessarily dealing with patients. It's usually confirming breaks or, you know, whatever it may be. And uh, I thought, man, that's that's a great goal mm-hmm. to have, you mm-hmm. know, a great purpose of why do you want to do
0: something. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I knew who that young lady is. And she's, she's brilliant and comes from a great family. Um, she has a brother. Am I thinking about the right girl? Yes. Yep. Yes, yep. and her brother's her brother I think wants to be a doctor or something in the medical field as well. Uh he had talked about that. Not sure if that's still.
1: No, he's more musical.
0: Oh, musical, okay. So, yeah. um oh, that's right. That's right. You're yep. correct. Um so that young lady talked to me about that probably 4 or 5 years ago. She she had already been thinking, thinking about the wrong things person. like that. Am I? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But right. you
1: you're right. I mean, there's another lady in our church. Now, she's getting ready to be a senior in college already so okay yeah so but but she had done a lot of asking and getting advice and things like that as well so okay okay all
0: right well let's do this let's let's leave it there and uh wednesday i i think we should talk about um the cost of college and why you might want to prepare yourself for that and how that works into this whole uh, discussion i thought some people just don't understand what it's going to take to go to college and what you're going to have to do after college. And then we can well, then we can go into ministry and starting out in that aspect. So I thought maybe we look at it that way. Does that work Sounds for you? good. Okay, we'll do that. Well, from my newly garnished Tim Hortons cup, um, I bid you a fond-to-do, Brother Dan Wolven, from St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, where I'll be leaving uh, tomorrow. To come back to the good old U.S. of A., I will be in Norwalk with uh, Brother Rich Foreman. Looking forward to that. Amen. Uh, good. But day. I'm a little, I'm a little torn because my daughter Allison is due any day. And oh, last, night said, no. oh. last night she said yet. No, last night she said I, I'm feeling some things. I'm not feeling, you know, right. Blah blah blah. And we we're like all excited, and then she called back. and Goes, yeah, I feel I'm okay. <laughs> oh. So we don't know. So. I'm hoping as we record this today that we have a grandbaby by the end of the day because I have to yes. leave tomorrow. As and we're recording,
1: it's June 2nd, so she's already yeah. a little bit over overdue.
0: She's she's a day overdue. Yeah. So the doctor said he'd let her go till June 11th, which that's almost two weeks. Well, I'm that sounds fast. about right. Oh, that seems too long, but. I don't know. I wanted to have it yesterday. But so but it's her, second, so it's her second, so he's not yeah. as
1: nervous about the timing right, and things. So. Right,
0: right, right, right. So there you go. So uh, Poppy to be, Al Stone. Yes. Uh, from St. Thomas.
1: Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. I'm so glad that you're listening to us today. As always, would you please give us a rating or a review and make sure that you subscribe? Uh, it's funny. I'm always asking for a rating or review. I never give one. I, I, I just oh, really? don't. Yeah, I, do. I just never do. And I feel, hey, you hypocrite! What are you asking for? That's because right, I don't want my name on the internet. You know, yeah. if I would give somebody a review, it'd be uh, Joe Schmuck. You know, and then I, yeah, you know, yeah. give them a five star or something. But, you know, most of the ratings is like after you pay for something. And so they're going to put right. your real name up. And I just don't want that, my real name up. So,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I find that most people that leave reviews do so if they're upset, not if they're happy. That There's happens not a lot. a lot of great lot. reviews, right? It's yeah. a lot. More, more than good reviews. So only leave a good review. If you're upset, go to somebody else and tell them.
1: That's why we've only got two reviews.
0: Oh, are they good? <laughs> Mine and yours? <laughs> no, I think we got
1: seventy some. So seventy yeah, some yeah. five
0: stars. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. Well, we'll tick somebody off I've one day and it. get a better review. Man,
1: I've I've run out of uh, Gmail accounts. Trying to. Edge. <laughs> I can't think of any more names.
0: (laughs) So from Columbus, Ohio, Joe Schmuck. I can give you a few names. I got a few for you. (laughs) I've already used them. (laughs) This is Tim Talks. We're going to be back on Wednesday. We're so glad you're with us. Thank you for tuning in today. And thank you, Jonathan Lee, for uh, your suggestion. We've got some great ones coming up. Jerry is going to be our next one. I'm I'm just going to tell you, Jerry, get ready. It's coming. He asked a really good question, and we're going to deal with that. Yes, in the it days is. ahead and if you'll send us some oh I got to give a shout out too to my new friends in Montreal Quebec uh, a bunch of young people there oh man I had such a good time awesome. uh, I'll mention them again on Wednesday they were they were such a blessing I got a great testimony from one Amen. of them I'll share that on Wednesday so for now this is Alan Dan this is The Tim Talks and we'll be back with you on Wednesday have a great day eh You've been listening to Tim Talks taking interest in ministry with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday and Friday To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at TimTalks.com. That's T I I M Talks.com.